0: This is Monday Morning Meditations number 12 on the Rising Man Podcast with Jetty Azuma. Boom shakalaka, yup, here we go. Good morning, risers, and happy, happy, happy Monday to you. I'm the host and creator of this show, Jetty Azuma, and I've got a question for everybody this morning. What is the number one feeling that you have right now? What is the number one sensation that you have in your body right now? Maybe you're on the train on your way to work. Maybe you're just getting out of bed today and brushing your teeth while you listen to this episode of the podcast. Are you feeling anxiousness for the beginning of a new week, or is there some excitement for what you're stepping into today? What's waiting for you on the other side of the door? Or you bummed out because your favorite team lost yesterday on Sunday because we're in football season now. Whatever that number one feeling that you have right now, check in with that and and just identify what that is. I, I notice that sometimes we just jump into our day and we don't acknowledge where we're at. Some people have a meditation practice or a stretching practice, something that tunes us into ourselves. But I know there's a lot of us that also just jump right into things. And so what has you right now? What emotion Is in command of you right now, or are you in command of your emotions? Check in with yourself, and if you're not clear on where you're at, then what are you choosing? What are you? Where are you choosing to be right now? I thought this would be just a great way to check in for the morning, just kind of presence ourselves before we jump into the topic at hand, and it's an important topic today. There's a lot of men out there who are discussing what we're going to discuss today. A lot of guys who are grappling with this question and not sure which direction to go. So, what are you choosing in this moment? Even if you're coming in and you're recognizing that you're feeling low vibration, not excited, depressed, something that you don't wanna be feeling right now, what are you choosing from this moment forward that's gonna lead you to your greatest sense of fulfillment and joy? Let's start with that, all right? And while you're reflecting on that, let me take a moment to remind all of you fellows that the Elements Wilderness Immersion Training for Men is coming. It's taking place here in Los Angeles, in the greater Los Angeles area, I should say, on October 26th through 28th in just a few weeks. So this three-day training is designed to push you past your physical, mental, and emotional edges so that you can connect to your truth and your highest purpose while building some incredible lasting brotherhood bonds with a team of men. We're going to be camping, connecting, and creating transformative experiences while out in nature, underneath the stars, in the Elements. The Elements program is a precursor to Compass, which is the four-month Rites of Passage experience I've spoken about here on the show, also inside the Rising Man Facebook group. It's going to be opening up this fall. All of these opportunities are for the purpose of bringing us together as men to have experiential learning to match the conceptual learning that we're doing here on the podcast. This is an experience like nothing else that you had before. And this is how we, as a community of men, as the rising man community, start to rewrite our culture and recreate what it means to be a man today on our terms. So apply today. Links are up in the show notes for more information. There's a link to the application page and a video that explains a little bit more about what you can expect from this experience. If there's even an inkling of excitement in you about what elements might be able to do for you, apply. Sign up right now. Don't delay. All right? I can't wait to see you fellas out there. I'm already bursting and brimming with excitement for what's coming. There's been a lot of planning going into this for a while now, and it's all starting to come to a culmination, and I'm really excited about that. So without further ado, today's topic is Soulmates and Standards. I know that many men and women out there are still looking for their life partner, where they're looking for their perfect match, their soulmate. And I was having a conversation this week with a brother of mine who is in the midst of a relationship right now and going through a lot of the same types of challenges that many of us men go through, especially before we jump into a long-term committed relationship. The conversation sounds like, is she the one? Am I really ready to jump in full force into this stage of my life? Will I have regrets? Is there somebody better for me out there? It's like that grass is always greener belief that happens before we commit to anything and especially happens inside of relationships. There's so many people on this planet and there's so many different flavors and combinations of characteristics and qualities that can exist in one human being. So to settle quote unquote settle or decide, choose one person can be very confronting for an individual who's not clear on where we're at. So if I'm not clear on what I want, there's no way that I'm going to be clear on who I want to share my life with. So I was having the conversation with my brother this week and the realization I had is that this soulmate belief, this idea that there is one unicorn person walking on this planet out there for each of us, that this belief may actually be hurting our chances of finding someone that we want to build a life with. So bear with me for a second, because I do believe that there is some magic and that there is some destiny around finding the person that you spend the rest of your life with. But let's just dive into the facts for a second. Let's dissect the soulmate discussion here. So first of all, do we really believe that there is one perfect person for us out there? Is there really only one person out there who's gonna help you fulfill your mission in life, support you and love you the way you wanna be loved, that you'll be attracted to and wanna have passionate, amazing, romantic love and connection with for the rest of your life, a person you want to build a family with or not build a family with, maybe somebody that you want to travel the world with. Is there only one person out of 8 billion other people who meets that criteria for you? Do we really believe that? Let's just sit with that for a second because that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people on this planet. When we break it down to what actually matters to us, I think that We may start to see it. It may not just be one person. It's more qualities that are captured in a certain person that we connect with. So, if we do think that there's only one perfect person, then what would this perfect person, quote unquote, actually look like for me? Now, this is the very question I think most people out there aren't asking themselves. I think, especially men, we're not asking ourselves or even giving ourselves permission to declare what the perfect person, the perfect match would be for us. We have an idea. We know it's somebody that we can be attracted to, somebody that shares some common interests with us, supports our interests, and is into the life that we want to create for ourselves. But have we really gone to the specifics of what that looks like? apart from any relationship that we may already be in. Because if you're already already in a relationship, it's very difficult to separate the person that you're with from what you actually want. I've done this before myself. I've tried to create standards around a relationship that I want while being in a relationship with somebody. And all I ended up doing was creating a list of qualities that they have and a couple that I wish that they had. (laughs) And it didn't really serve me because if someone doesn't have certain qualities and characteristics that you want in a partner then that relationship is ultimately not going to be fulfilling to you there's always going to be a sense of what if she loved to cook every single meal what if she rubbed my feet you know once a week what if she loved the new york giants as much as i do you know th- these types of qualities that we don't allow ourselves to wait for to hold out for because of some sense of scarcity of A limited amount of women in the world, a limited amount of partners. Maybe it's men too. I don't know who is listening to this right now, but limited amount of partners, limited amount of people who can meet the criteria we have for committed partnership. So, more importantly, how much thought and attention have we put into the specifics of what our ideal partner would look like? What are their beliefs? What are their values? What are they creating in their life that matches up or alongside what we are? And Stop yourself for a second and just consider how much time have you invested in getting clear, and I'm talking about razor-sharp clarity on the characteristics and qualities and the standards you have for a relationship, standards for a partner, and standards for the relationship that you wanna have with this partner. So, while you're reflecting on that, I'm gonna share a little story with you guys. I don't think I've ever told you guys the story about how I met my wife, Carrie. I had been traveling for three months, 25 years old, I'd left New York, left my job, left my community, everyone behind so that I could have an adventure and discover who I am and what my life was about. Because at that point, I didn't know. And I had, you know, my hair was really long. I had basically had a Fu shoe on my face and I, I looked like a hippie pirate. Some people were calling me Johnny Depp when I was traveling around the way I would wrap my hair and all that stuff. So I was I was just on an adventure. I was having fun. I was exploring the world and the world within myself, the world externally and the world internally. So I met Carrie, and for those of you who don't know, my wife is six years older than I am. I met her when I was 25, she was 31. And she was in a position in her life where she had just gone through a bunch of personal development work. She had gone through a certification program to become a life coach. And in the process of that, she had learned about something called standards. And for those of us who are familiar with the ontological world, standards are a tool that we use for declaring that which is non-negotiable, essentially, the things that we need to have in order to have our conditions met so that we feel satisfied, so that we feel fulfilled. And so she applied these standards to relationships. She made a list of standards, and I'm talking about three legal pad pages, front and back, of standards she had about the partner that she wanted because she had spent Basically, a decade dating all different types of guys and going through all different types of challenges in relationships that every single one of us do, male or female. And I'm talking about things like, you know, being with somebody that checks off some of the boxes but doesn't hit some of the key ones, but staying in the relationship because you think maybe they'll change. Maybe you guys can relate to that. Or trying to make somebody change, trying to make them fit into the boxes that they don't quite fit into, or just ignoring those boxes and pretending that they don't matter anymore. You know, she, she had been through a lot of the same stuff that I had that many people go through when we're trying to find a partner. But what she did know was that she had standards. She had standards about, I want to be with a man who wants to have a family. I want to have at least two children. I want to live in a house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she got really specific about what she wanted. And so when she met me, 25 year old version of myself, Fu Man Johnny Depp walking around barefoot everywhere, obviously we started to feel attraction towards one another. And neither of us were really expecting that to happen in that moment, but it did. And very early on in this relationship dynamic, she said, Hey, listen, I think that you're great. I think that you are a wonderful man. I really see who you are and what you're looking to create in your life. And I'm also feeling a sense of wanting to deepen into this relationship with you. And before we do that, I want you to know that I've been through all these kinds of relationships. I'm not casually dating. I'm looking to settle in with somebody who really will will match the life that I wanna create. And when she said that, it floored me because I was 25 years old. I was just on a big adventure. I had never spoken to a woman. I had dated a bunch of girls, but I never dated a woman who was clear on what she wanted. And at that point in my life, there were some things that I was clear about. I had some standards. I knew I wanted a family. I knew I wanted to live in an area where there was good, healthy, fresh water food. And I wanted to be of service in my life in a big way. And when she approached me with these standards, it, it really impressed me. It, it it was a bit intimidating because I'd never have had a woman approach me like that, but it impressed me. And what I learned from that experience, because she went through that list, from what she could assess about me just by having conversations with me, she determined that I checked off all of her boxes. And she had had to say no to other guys who were really close to that before she met me. And then, even then, there were parts of me that she wasn't expecting, things that weren't as important. These don't qualify as standards. These are things that, you know, she had been used to dating a lot of tall guys. I'm 5'7". And so she was used to dating guys that were six foot and over. She thought, you know, guy with like, you know, light hair, light eyes. And here I am, dark, dark 5'7", hobbit looking man walking around barefoot. But I did it on the important things that she wanted in a in a relationship and in a partner. And so, that checked the boxes off. It opened up the doorway to relationship. And the rest is history. Here we are, four years into marriage later, and we have a three year old son. So, what I recognize and what I learned from that story, my own experience, and witnessing a, a number of other people, both people close to me and people that I mentor and coach, is that the problem people have is that we're not specific about what we want. We don't give ourselves full permission to declare what we want in a partner. We're willing to settle for less than our standards because of this scarcity mindset, similar to when it comes to money, but scarcity in the sense that this person is close enough. Close enough is a very dangerous terminology, but they're close enough, and I'm worried that if I let them go, I'll never find someone better. I know that this thought has gone through probably everybody's mind at some point. We don't have the patience. We don't have the clarity first, and then the patience and the trust and the faith to wait around for the person who meets all of these standards that we have. And in the meantime, while we're waiting around for that person, continuing to work on ourselves, continuing to hone in on our vision, getting clarity around our life, building towards that life that we're predestined to have. It's almost as if we're creating an avatar of a partner that we want. And if they're not here in our lives right in front of us right now, we're going to keep going on our mission until they show up. I don't know if it's going to be one month, one year, five years from now, but I'm going to keep walking on my mission until this, this person shows up because when they do, they're going to fit right in because I've already been doing the work. And a lot of people are looking for the relationship to happen first and then build the life. And this is one of those places where we flip the tortilla. We got to shift our perspective. You have to be so clear about who you are as a person, what you want in your life, and be unapologetic about the standards you have for yourself because I tell you what, if you sell out those standards now, if you sell out on your dreams, on your vision, on what you want for yourself, for your family, for your partner now, then the only outcome, the only result that's possible is resentment in the future. Somewhere down the line, whether it's months, years, decades, you're going to look at yourself and say, why did I settle on this? Why did I choose a partner Who doesn't like to go out on the boat every weekend? When to me, that's what part of my whole life is about. And you could look for countless examples of this happening where there's partnerships where a lot of the boxes are checked. They may even have a beautiful relationship and a beautiful life, but there's certain things that are not checked off. And I know that you see it in a lot of uh, our, our parents' relationships and our parents' generation where there's the highest divorce rates that have ever existed in our, in our modern culture. It, a lot of it, I believe, is because people settled on good enough without getting clarity and then having the patience to wait for he or she to show up at the right time. So gotta have patience. When you actually know what it is you're looking for in someone to complement your mission, your vision, your dreams, then you go from waiting on that person to show up, to revealing who that person is. It's a different type of search. It's it's empowering. Instead of the universe being in charge of all of this, now you are in the driver's seat because you have clarity around who you're looking for, who you're calling in, who you're attracting to yourself. And your partner can only emerge in your life when you know exactly what he or she looks like, what excites them, how they support you, etc. All those things that we call standards. So, This idea that there is a perfect soulmate or a perfect one person on this planet for us, I think we got to let that go. And not to say that there's not some magic or destiny around finding our partner that we can be with, that we're compatible with for a lifetime, but to say that the magic happens in getting clarity first. And that's something that is empowering for us. There is much of this world that we are not in control and command of, but what we can be in command of is declaring exactly what we want for ourselves, what we want for our future, what we want for our families. So taking action this week, the fire step is to write down a list of all the non-negotiable standards you have around partnership. Every single thing that you can look back 20 years from now, and if all of those boxes are checked, you'll know that you had exactly the right partner for you. There may be some things that are a little more flexible, like where he or she wants to live or the exact number of kids that you wanna have, things like that, but be specific about the things that really matter to you and hold nothing back. If you want this exercise to work, you have to be completely forthright and forthcoming in what you want in a partner, what you need in a partner to fulfill and serve your mission and support you. This is gonna be the filter through which all potential partners pass even partners that you're currently with. Because I tell you guys what, one of the hardest things is to end a relationship that seems really good, but doesn't check off all of these boxes. However, you're saving yourself and that other person a lot of time, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering if you can complete a relationship before you get so far down the road that you resent each other. And then it's it gets harder and harder to walk away. So Whether you're in a relationship or not, do this exercise and maybe even invite your partner to do the same because at the very least, it'll bring clarity around what you guys are creating together. So make sure you don't sell yourself out and leave something off that really matters. I mean that. Don't sell yourself out. Hold nothing back. So if you love to have kinky sex, put it on there. If you want someone who cooks every single meal for you, put it on there. Why? Because he or she's out there somewhere There is somebody out there who wants to have kinky sex with you and cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you to support you on your mission. But if you don't allow yourself to have that and to declare it, you won't even be able to see them when they show up. You won't put yourself in the experiences and the environments that are going to attract that person to you. So do this exercise. And when you finish it, I want you guys to leave a comment. Inside the Rising Man Facebook group. Maybe even make a video. Do a a video inside the Rising Man Facebook group and tell us what this process was like because I tell you what, it's very challenging to declare exactly what we want for ourselves. So if nothing else, give yourself permission to declare what you want and get in the practice of that because that is a skill set that every man needs to have a life of fulfillment. So... If this message is hitting you in the heart and you are just fired up by the exercises, the ideas, the concepts that are coming through in this podcast, I strongly encourage you guys to apply for the Elements Wilderness Immersion Program. This will be your next big growth edge. It's a power pivot that will change your life trajectory forever. And I mean that. I don't say that lightly. So make sure you go to the show notes for the links and resources to apply to the Elements program to get more information as to what it's about. It's all going to be inside the show notes and popping up inside the Rising Man Facebook group. Make sure you guys leave comments and feedback on this episode inside the Rising Man Facebook group or on the website or at the podcast app of your choice make sure you guys are subscribing there because this is the way that other men out there are going to be able to follow and capture the the fire that's passed around it really helps other guys who are on the edge of whether or not they want to check this out to jump in when they see somebody who is subscribed leaving a review and having deep insights from this material so Make sure you guys do that. It really supports what we're doing here. Register with the Rising Man Facebook group and invite your brothers. Facebook.com slash groups slash the Rising Man. This is where it's really going down. I just dropped a message in there this week letting you guys know that I am back after having retreated into the cave for some master planning and strategizing and really building up for this next push that we have coming up here in the fall. So let's jump in. There's going to be a lot more activity happening. The Rising Man Fire Circle, the next one is going to be on Saturday, October 6th. From 2 to three thirty pacific standard time more information again inside the rising man facebook group big ups to sean offenbach at infinite melodics that's infinite m-e-l-o-d-i-x on instagram sean crushing these episodes every single time appreciate you brother any of you guys have any audio engineering podcast publishing recording editing needs sean is your man so hit him up at infinite melodics Shout out to my Rising Man power team, Rowan, Mark, Julian. I appreciate the crap out of you guys making this possible, making it possible for us to take this movement to the next level. Until next time, you guys, rise up and claim your destiny.